What's up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for coming. Um, I'm AJ. And I'm Johnny. I am really excited. We finally are wrapping up another theme. Honestly, it's really just because I can't wait for next month's theme. Can we talk about it? Go ahead. Your girls got put on security detail and there's some wild ish on these cameras. Next month's theme for May is Lost and Found Footage. And I just can't wait because we're going to be, and I'm going to tell y'all what we're talking about. Usually, you know, I'll be trying to be stingy and be like, go to Instagram, go to Instagram. Y'all can still go to Instagram and see, you know, <laughs> all the other park things. Because I worked hard on that graphic and it's really, really cute. So go look and see what we're doing. But next month, we're going to be doing Blair Witch and Creep, Hell House, LLC, and VHS 2. You know, sometimes we skip around. I thought about doing the first VHS, but mm-hmm. if you know, you know, and I'd just rather do the second one. I don't know if Johnny has seen the second one yet, but I just want to traumatize her a little bit. That's so all. I have questions. Yeah. Is it a requirement to see the first one before you see the second one? No, it's not. No. Oh, okay. I think it's like one little nugget, but I can literally tell you what it is and you're like, oh, okay, you'll be fine. Like, I don't, and I think I might've lied to you. Yeah. You're fine. You don't need to see. Because honestly, I don't even remember if I've seen Blair Witch. I really don't remember. When you told me that, I was like, ma'am. Because at first you told me that your brothers thought like, you know, it was real. Yeah, they thought it was real. And, and I'm I think like, that's adorable. That's adorable. But I'm like, Janae, you from Maryland. How the hell you ain't seen that movie? I don't. I really don't remember and it's like I may have seen like a snippet here or there but I don't think mm-hmm. I sat through the whole movie start to but you know to be fair it's another one of those things for people our age it's just not always been there but that's what I'm saying but, right. it was like one of those movies that would be on TV and I'll come in the room my mom would be watching it and I might sit there for a little bit and then I leave like, yeah. I really think that that's what happened with Blair Witch. Because I've known I've seen parts of it, but I don't remember it. Girl, I remember, so I can't wait. <laughs> I'm super excited about that one. But I got your park recommendations for you. You ready? So if you're new here, if you're a new survivor, park recommendations are basically, I give John a two suggestions. Excuse me. Sometimes she might have seen the movie already. And in that case, it's for you. Maybe you haven't seen these movies and you want to watch something similar to what we're talking about. You ready? I'm ready. So the first one, obviously, is the remake, the first remake, House of Wax, the 1953 version. Watch that one. I was going to watch it last night. I fell asleep on the couch. Life, man. But it's definitely on my list. I'll probably either watch it tonight or tomorrow. When I watched it, I was like, Johnny is going to like this. She's going to really enjoy this. So I can't wait to hear what you think about it. The second movie is Tourist Trap. Okay. And that one came out in 1979. I saw this one for the first time. Was it? I think it was two days ago. BJ and I watched it and it was something else, girl. It was something else. If any of you guys out there have seen any of these movies, you guys can hit us up. If you want us to put it in a theme and talk about it, we can find somewhere to put it. Let us know how you feel about it on our Instagram at D180Podcast. So, Johnny, tell me how did you first come across this movie? My mama. <laughs> 
my mama. So I watched the trailer and I was do not remember the trailer at all. And just by looking at the trailer, it's probably something that I wouldn't have picked. So I am 90% sure that this was a movie that I watched with my mom. That she was like, let's watch this. 90% sure. And I got all my nostalgic feels watching it. I'm so, I was really wondering how you were going to feel because you know, we were talking last episode. If you guys missed it, go back and listen to that episode. Last week we talked about how we were, I already knew how I was going to feel watching it, but you know, you was a little scared, but I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more. You were scared. A little bit, because I was like, eh, but then I started watching it, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I haven't watched it in a long time. I haven't either. The first time I saw this movie was at a slumber party. And I remember because I was on my way to the eighth grade. And the girl, her birthday was in July, like July 29th. You know, this movie came out in May, so this is a few months after. And I remember, I mean, obviously it's a slumber party with a bunch of what, like 13, 14 year olds and everything's all a big deal. We were scared of the movie and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if we were scared. I just think like, like I said, it's a room for little preteens and teenagers. So, I mean, you watching horror movies, what do you expect? But you know, like Chad Michael Murray in it and Robert Ray Chard, and of course, Paris Hilton is in it. I mean, come on, this was like preteen heaven for us right now. But see, the deal was, we all got older siblings and I can't remember whose older sister got it for us. But somebody got it and we was able to watch it. But I don't remember. I think I might have seen it one solid time after that. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. I want to say I, I had to probably be still living at home the last time I saw this movie. This can definitely be added to the rotation of movies for the cleaning list. Like you can just turn it on, go about your business, come back. Oh, this is happening. All right. You know? Yeah, it's kind of classic. I will say that it's a classic. I like it. I definitely want to say it's slept on. So this one is directed by Jamie Collette Sarah. And I decided, you know, just to look up his name. And did you know he did the movie Orphan? No, I didn't know that. I was thinking, like, you know, this is 2005. And that's, uh, what, 2009? I know he's done some... Uh, have you heard of that movie, Nonstop? And it has Liam Neeson in it? And it's like a um, this guy on the airplane. He has to stop somebody from like fucking the airplane up. No, I don't. I think um, that might have been one of BJ's choices. But yeah, he's directed all of those movies, so I didn't even know that I was familiar with his work like that. But yeah, he's a pretty good director. Um, this is produced by Joel Silver, Robert Zemeckis, and Susan Levin. And of course, this is like we said earlier, a remake of a remake. The first remake being the 1953 version, House of Wax, and the original movie being the 1933 Mystery of the Wax Museum. Man, I wanted to watch it before this, before we recorded this episode so bad. To be honest with you, it's not, um, hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, it's okay that you didn't see it because what they do is they just keep the darkest part of the original movie and use it for this 2005 version. So this 2005 version literally does what I argue that remakes should do 
and that's taking the idea and do something else with it. And I can understand, and I think I have this somewhere in my notes, like I can understand why people who grew up with the original one, I guess, might have felt a way. But I mean, like, the original, in my opinion, had every right to be terrible and horrible considering when it came out. But it, it's good, and it's good for what it is on its own. The remake doesn't tarnish it. The remake doesn't do anything bad about it. So I think you'll be able to enjoy it, um, you know, either way you see it, if you see that one first in the remake or vice versa. So I think you'll be fine, but I really know you're going to like it because it came out, what, three years before the bad scene. You know you like the bad scene. Oh yeah, the best. Yeah. <laughs> the only last thing in this little bit that I want to bring up is, do you remember Dark Castle Entertainment? When I watched the movie and I saw that Dark Castle logo, I was like, uh-huh. I haven't seen you guys in a minute, but I decided to look it up. I can't remember all the way. I can't remember what the last one is, but they had some things come out, but I know they also did Orphan. And it's another movie they did too, but I know that Dark Castle logo when I see it. I vaguely remember Dark Castle. Vaguely. It was just something of, you know how some things you just see it, like you might see an old uh, store logo or something like that. It just gave me a bit of nostalgia. I think we're just, uh, speaking of, let's talk about this cast. Elijah Cuthbert as Carly Jones. Chad Michael Murray as Nick Jones from One Tree Hill. Freaky Friday, Cinderella Story, Riverdale. Girl, he was, especially when we were teenagers, girl, he was everywhere, okay? Yes, he was. Go ahead, girl. You know you want to gush. I'm going to let you go ahead. No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I was going, I was letting you. Then you have <laughs> Brian Van Holt as Bo and Vincent Sinclair. I thought that was pretty cool that he played both of them. My girl Paris Hilton as Paige Edwards. Jared Padalecki as Wade Felton, of course. He's such a baby in here, oh my God. Yeah, because I mean, even when you look at the, al the album art, <laughs> when you look at the cover art for the movie, his billing is last. So this was because I know you know better than me and you can help me out here. Supernatural had just came out around this time, right? 2005? Yeah, it was still fresh and then, um, because of that, when he had his episode on Supernatural with Paris Hilton, that episode happened to be an episode about like a wax museum too. And then I heard about that. Yeah, I love when they do stuff like that. And then, you know, we talked about this when we covered his brother a few weeks ago, Jensen Ackles in the My Bloody Valentine remake. Jared Padalecki was in the Friday the 13th remake and those both came out in 2009. <sighs> He's, and it's so funny because it's like when I went back and I watched all of the seasons of Gilmore Girls and mm -hmm. he was even in Gilmore Girls and I was mm -hmm. like, dude, how did I not know of you before Supernatural? I love when that happens because I felt I kind of felt that way about him in this movie. Like I was aware of what happens to his character, but I guess when I watched it this time, I was like, wait a minute. That's Sam. Okay, damn. Damn, Sam. <laughs> but let me wrap this up real quick. So we got John Abrams as Dalton Chapman, and he's Bobby from Scary Movie, and I did not realize that until I literally had to stare at him. And I think it was like a scene where he has his hat off, and I can like see his hair and everything. And I was like, oh, that really is Bobby. And then you have Robert Richard as Blake Johnson from Cousin Skeeter 101, Coach Carter. Y'all know him. We 
Shoot, so I was watching the Vampire Diaries. I, mm. I decided to watch the Vampire Diaries from the start. I had watched the originals first, then I started Legacies. Legacies is some poo. Um, but I got to the episode where like Lynn from Girlfriends is one of the girls' mothers. And yeah. then uh, Robin Rashad was uh, like not really her brother, but like her brother removed or something. But yeah. I was like, yo, I didn't even know he was in the Vampire Diaries for a couple episodes. But he was in so he his his acting credits are so long. Just think of like how many times he's played like the bully in a Disney movie or just any of those kids programming movies. So many times. Like he ain't got no worries at this point. And last right. we have Damon Harriman as Lester Sinclair. And girl, I just looked him up just to, just for shits and giggles. He's in the Mortal Kombat movie. Wait, which one is you said Lester is who? Lester. And well, we don't give spoilers out right now, but Lester Sinclair is uh the truck driver that um oh, takes the, yeah. Yeah. He's a Mortal oh. Kombat. Huh, I haven't seen the new one yet. We were supposed to watch it, but I had to do other things, so we gotta get on that. But yes. But this movie low key was not at the top of anybody's must-see list, you know? This was when torture porn was starting to really come in, and no pun intended, it was like buzz saws and head cages, all that stuff, because 2004, Saw came out. What other movies came out in 2004? Um, Dawn of the Dead remake, Shaun of the Dead. I don't know if you ever heard of this movie. I love this movie. It's called Satan's Little Helper. <laughs> that movie is so hilarious. It's so stupid. But um, The Grudge came out. Like all of these movies were coming out in 2004. And then when you move into 2005, uh, I want to say six months after The House of Wax came out, Saw 2 came out. And then a few months after that, Hostel came out. So you see, like, I mean, The Devil's Rejects, Amityville Horror Remake all of the descent all of these movies were coming out and i feel like i don't know the house of wax just kind of got swallowed up in that when you experience it you really see that it's not a bad movie at all you know what i'm saying it's not, it's not I, bad. watching this movie and there was this thing what worked for the house of wax was prank advertising have you heard of that yes kind of i can't explain what it is but i've heard of it <laughs> I mean, basically, you know how, like how we talk about clickbait and, you know, call to actions, trying to get people to look at what you're doing. Let me know if you are on my train of thought or not. I don't know why people hated Paris Hilton. I liked Paris Hilton growing up. Uh, I... I mean, okay, put it this way. I know why people didn't like her, but I liked her. I, I know why people didn't like her. She can't really act. I didn't think her the acting best was acting bad in she, this movie. The best acting that she well, she acts like herself. Put it this way, I feel like the the character and that's all it that's requires. What, right, and so I think that's why people didn't like her in this movie because they probably were expecting more, but she literally was just acting like herself. <laughs> so. Usually, when you bring this movie up in the horror community, depending on who you're talking to, because I want to say as of lately. The opinion has changed. More people are starting to stand on their own two feet and be like, no, I really like the movie. This, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. But maybe like five years ago, if you bring this movie up to somebody, they're going to be like, oh, that's the one with Paris Hilton. No, blah, blah, blah. That movie's so bad. Blah, 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 blah. She's horrible. She's not. 
She's and really then, nice. Uh, but then also, that was during her Simple Life run. So they probably wasn't liking her from Simple Life. And that's, and that's really what it was. People just did not like her. And this is, we're not like defending anything. I, we're literally just explaining. People did not like Paris Hilton. So, you know, when they heard she was in this movie with the prank advertising, they came out with this little marketing scheme called See Paris Die. And I was trying to dig up some videos to see if I can find the actual commercials because I do remember the t-shirts being out because she was even, first of all, y'all know that girl is not dumb and she was going to get her coin. So she asked, because she market these shirts that literally said, see Paris die. And people were buying them because they yeah. wanted to see her die. Even in the commercials, they tell you that she dies. They show you her death in the trailer. Like, this was literally based on people not liking her. I'm just like, wow, girl. Yeah, they really want like her. And I think the, <laughs> the main reason is because she acted like she was so slow in simple life but that's not really her at all she's smart as fuck but that's see i kind of love hearing things like that because it lets me know that all this shit is fake and people really just buy into whatever you sell them and think about it this was before the real real influence of social media this was just like when we just had simple things like tagged in myspace okay i remember tagged I also remember how hard it was to delete tag. It's like you couldn't even delete it. You really couldn't. It was just there forever. I wonder is this still there? I wanna look it up. <laughs> I looked it up maybe like a couple of years ago and I mean the website is still there, but like your personal page isn't. I think they scrubbed yeah. it at some if point. I remember like I can't remember when, but I know at some point tag drastically changed. Like the whole look of the website changed, but then I don't remember anything after that. Right. Shoot, some people still got their MySpace page. Yeah, to be there. Man, my MySpace page, I think we talked about this before, but that was always popping. And I think it's still cute if I logged in on it right now. I think it's still kind of cute. Bro, okay. you still have a MySpace account? Yeah, what was I going to do? Get rid of it? I got rid of mine. No, I'm not. That's immortalized, baby. I don't know what name it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've had the same. Okay, let me not say that because somebody will look at my stuff. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it's still there. I'm sure because some, yeah, I know it is because I feel like a few months ago I was looking for some old high school photos and I pulled them up off my MySpace. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, anyway, I got something for you. You ready to go to this queue line? Yeah. All right. Howdy, survivors! Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings especially your minds and spines. Cause this here's a wild ride. So I have a fun little game that I made up myself. I'm gonna give you, I have what, 13 names here. You have to tell me if you think if they have a wax figure or not. Yeah, I said that correctly. And I'm basically basing my list off of wax figures that are displayed at Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. So. You ready? Yep. Okay, first up is Jackie Chan. No. Yes, he has a wax figure. Oh, he does? Mm-hmm. Now, okay, guys, I'm not going to be telling you where they are because different 
uh, museums have different celebrities in them, but yes, he has one. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. No. That's correct. She does not have one. Michael Strahan. No. He does have one. He has one of him sitting with Kelly Ripa. And if you look at them side to side, child, it's, I had to stare at them in a photo because I was like, whoa, who's who? Easy E. What? Yeah. <laughs> Easy E. I don't think he has one. He does not have one. Brandy. I don't think she has one. She does not have one. That's correct. Grumpy cat. What? Seriously? <laughs> I would say yes. This for the simple fact that that sounds like some some dumb shit. Grumpy cat does have one. It's the first cat to have one figure. See, I knew it. Okay. Uh, next one is Queen Latifah. Yes. She does not have one and um, she definitely should have one i'm like what i was thinking about it because this list was kind of hard for me to put together because um well first of all i'm just going to put it out there all the people on this list are people of color <laughs> and all the people that i were trying to like look through either they have one and i was like oh okay well this person has one and this person has one and i didn't see her name i was like what okay aliyah yes of course she had girl if you would have got this wrong i would have knocked you wrong but she has one i'm just gonna take this time to tell y'all my story because where else would i tell y'all story about alia's wax figure i went to go see it and honey it's beautiful i recommend you go to the las vegas madame tussauds and go see her do not touch her hair because i'm tired of y'all motherfuckers touching her hair my niece is up there she's in vegas right now and she sent me a picture I was not satisfied with my baby's hair. Her bang is not slick right now. Whoever's working there, I need you to go there with a wig brush right now, okay? All right, next person. Aegis Elba. No. <laughs> That's correct. He does not have one. LeBron James. No. You're right. Does not have one. I was surprised at that one. Uncle Snoop. Yes. He does have one. Good job. Zendaya. No. That is not correct. That bitch has two wax figures in <laughs> the Madame Tussauds figures. I said, oh, okay. And last, TLC. Yes. They do not have one. Uh -huh. And I feel like they need one. I mean, you might as well just give us, and I mean, they got so many looks, but I am pretty sure they'll probably, if they have one, they will probably give us either no scrubs, the black outfits, or they would give us um, either something from the very first album with the baggy tees with left eyes, green, a uh, little floppy hat with a condom over the eye and the glasses, maybe that look. Or I could see them doing the waterfall look, but it will probably more than likely be the nose scrubs one. But a girl can dream. And we could talk about this movie. You ready? I'm ready. 
Okay, buckle up, y'all, because when we come back, we gonna, we gonna get real cozy. We gonna talk about 2005's House of Wax. You guys gonna do it tonight or what? Stop! What the hell is that? What does he want? Can we help you? Maybe we're on his property. I'm gonna turn your lights off. That guy was a freak. So let's get out of here. All right, let's go. Come on, he's gone. I don't think anyone's here. Hey, where's that house of wax? It is wax. Literally. This is weird. Looks like a hell of a party. Look how detailed this is. Tell me this doesn't look real. <laughs> They're saying that that's a real person underneath. They're all wax, everyone. Be careful. I am being careful. Tifa definitely should have a freaking wax figure. Like, come on. But no, it really was hard because I didn't want to do anybody too common because I we we know dang well Michael. I didn't, you know, I thought because they say I was doing research and some people turn down the opportunity to have wax figures because they don't want to be immortalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And automatically I thought Prince was gonna be one of those people. So I was like, okay, let me write Prince down for a no. And he does have a wax figure yeah, there. I said, yeah, oh. he has one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. The trailer, it was all right. I don't really have too much to say about it. I know for a fact that it's not something that I picked to watch back in 2005. It was all my mother. I remember wanting to see it, but um, watching it now, I'm trying to think, like, I don't know. I don't really, you know how I talk about, like, you gave away too much. I didn't, I didn't, you know, it, it was what it was. It was cool. Did you know it was an alternate opening scene to this movie? No. Uh, check this out, girl. <laughs> There's an alternate opening. There's a character. I don't know if you got a chance to look at the credits or, you know, anywhere. There's a character named Jennifer. Who the fuck is Jennifer, right? So I didn't watch the credits. I jammed out to the credits. Girl, you know that was a part of the Get Ready in the Morning set from VH1 and MTV. You, already, <laughs> you know the vibes. 
Just like the mountains like to incinerate the lives of everyone you know. And what's the worst to turn from every part? Okay, I'm done. Sorry. You better chill out, sis. I know that's right. I know that's right. Yo, yeah. it took me back to playing um guitar hero with my high school friends and then playing rock band to be there oh my gosh like i would kill this on guitar hero i I was jumping on i was jumping on myself entire movie me and bj we watched this (laughs) the first time we watched it we were in the car road trip so we was watching on the tv screen and when that part came on we just lost it both of us in the car rocking out it was just a moment and you had to be there if you was not i'm sorry my chemical romance panic at the disco fallout boy please don't get me started on pad please don't i know that some people will say some of these artists have been around and blah 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 blah. okay yeah and we get that but when they reach us Exactly. The brown audience, the black audience, that's when you know they pop. Like Paramore, oh, we've taken them. We've Paramore, yeah. We have claimed Paramore and Fall Out Boy. Them too. Like we have Panic at the Disco. We have claimed and embraced all of them, okay? I love Haley. It's a few more in the lineup. I was about to say, I just, I love following her on Instagram. She just so, and I think, is she on TikTok? I think so. I can't remember, but I just, girl, okay, girl, <laughs> we going down the whole little hole, okay, back to the beginning, this Jennifer chick, who the F is Jennifer, right, so we begin this alternate opening, Jennifer is standing out in the road, she's waiting for a tow truck, she's on the phone with the company, and she's wondering where they are, and she hangs up because she sees a truck pull up in front of her, you know, Almost like the later scene when the teens are out at the little camping site and the truck pulls up and we see the hand tapping on the side, the left hand, you know, that same thing happens. However, this time the truck drives forward full speed, pick up Jennifer by the head and smashes her into the windshield of the car. So her head just like smashes through the windshield, excuse me, smashes through the windshield and then title card. I'm actually kind of glad that they didn't do that opening. Same. Because it I wouldn't have made sense. Because it's just like, okay, we're establishing that someone is very, very hostile. All right. Right. But the rest of the movie, the person isn't hostile. Mm-hmm. So it Not wouldn't have made yeah. sense. Like, he has to be triggered for him to act that way, as we learned. But the original opening scene reminded me a lot of Cow and Chicken. <laughs> Did it give you those? Because it was just like, okay, everybody's headless. We do see Trudy's face for like a hot little second, but that's it. Do you remember that one episode of Cow and Chicken where they actually show the parents? And spoiler alert, y'all, if y'all don't know, they're just legs. <laughs> Have you, did you tell me you've seen that? Was I tripping? Did I make that up? Don't make me. I don't want to feel crazy. I know I've seen that. <laughs> I don't remember. I know that they showed them once, but I don't remember. Just like the one time they finally showed uh, Mrs. Miss Bella. Miss Bella. When they finally showed her, I was like, oh, okay. 
Uh, I know I've seen this. And then so when they finally showed Wizard Kelly, I was kind of thrown off too. But no, I'm going I'm to post it on the IG and I'm going to ask. Cause I, well, I guess if I post it, then it was true. So never mind. Scratch that. Because I just need to know. I just want to make sure I ain't crazy. But anyway, 1974, Trudy Sinclair, she's making a wax face mold while a child sits in a chair eating Cheerios. Dr. Victor Sinclair brings in another one of their sons who is kicking and screaming, being a little monster, as the father says, all while they struggle trying to restrain him to his chair and even causing Trudy to break the mold that she was working on earlier. The kid is trying to break free of his leather straps and duct tape cuffs. He ends up scratching Trudy and gets slapped into a title card. Let me be sad. First of all, these kids big as hell to be sitting in these high chairs. You said that made you sad? Yeah. He got smacked? Well, not necessarily the smacking, but like the whole restraining in the chair thing. You already got, you see the blood stains on his high chair? Yeah, it was intense. I mean, I don't recommend that, but it was intense. But also, I just, this has nothing to do with nothing. Why was Trudy trying to give the other kid more Cheerios? He clearly was not done. And he was making such a big mess. Like, ma'am. And that's clearly her favorite child. <laughs> so we arrive at present day. We're at a diner. We meet our teens. Paige is looking for an apartment in New York with Carly, who is about to start an internship at InStyle Magazine. Carly's boyfriend, Wade, joins them and instantly gets indirect heat about not wanting to move to New York with Carly. And this is where the road trip is bought up because Wade is upset that her brother, Nick, who was bailed out of jail by Blake, Paige's boyfriend, is coming. We meet Nick, kicking a coin cup out of a homeless guy's hand, giving us a reason Rude. to be like, right, exactly. <laughs> and Dalton, the friend who's always recording something. <laughs> I feel like that might have been me slightly, maybe. I know I was, okay, no, 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 no. Actually, no, no, no. It was not me. It was actually this other girl, and I got in trouble because of this. And I'll just save the story for another time. <laughs> But Carly and Nick are twins, and clearly there's some static between the two. Some people will say in more ways than one, but I will move right along. Dalton mm. gives us a, yeah, yeah, yep, exactly that. Dalton gives us a One Night in Paris reference, and our future slaughter prospects are off to their big trip to the big game in Baton Rouge. There's a game involved. Also, they could have all definitely fit in the Escalade. Not comfortably, but Carly could have sat in Wade's lap and everything could have been in the trunk. But who wants to sit in the trunk? I mean, you know by default it would have been Dalton. No. I mean, well, I don't think anybody would have sat in the trunk because, okay, it's two, two can sit in the front. The Escalade is pretty wide. So you got three boys in the back and then Carly would have sat on Wade's lap and everybody's stuff would have been in the back. They wouldn't have been comfortable, but they all would have been in one car. Yeah, nah, uh, that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> I would be cool with it. I can sit on BJ's lap and be perfectly fine, like cool. Because I can't roach it like, for charged. hours. Nah, I don't know. It depends. When you say I don't, I'm, mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I know I've done some. Because, like, it's, it's different if you, like, go on, like, 15, 30 minutes up the road. But if you're talking about hours, because they made it seem yeah. like they were driving for a minute. And nobody can function like that. I low-key think, because I, I seen their plates. And I know that Nick mentioned something about Carly from Gainesville. And I think they're talking about Gainesville, Florida. So they're driving yeah. from Florida yeah. to Louisiana. So that is a long, I mean, you know. You know, probably, uh, like, that driving one from here to Charlotte. So you're right. Yeah, that probably is very uncomfortable. But I mean, how bad do you want to go to this game? <laughs> so this next scene is such a highlight. And I say that with quote unquote of the movie. This is the part where Paige is giving Roadhead, but she claims she only dropped her lip balm. And I, I agree with the lip balm thing, but it also turns out that I watched this behind the scenes little documentary, of course. I'll link it down at the bottom for you guys. And they say, yeah, it was supposed to be, like, a joke. She really was, like, grabbing her lip balm. And that is very annoying when you drop shit between the seat and the little console. Yeah, and it didn't even look like it, for real, for real. Because, okay, okay, let's talk about it. Because, honestly, if you do that, girl, you got to lean all the way over the, the thing. Yeah, it is. It's like, like you're that. dang near in the other seat. And it did look like that. So, Paris... We got your back, girl. Anyway, it's getting late. Although Blake wants to keep driving, he's overruled when everyone else agrees to camp out for the night as we pass the House of Wax mini billboard. This entire movie could have been avoided if they listened to Blake. I have more instances throughout the movie, but this is strike number one. Just take note of how every time they don't listen to him, something bad happens, okay? Actually, it was his fault. They took a shortcut in the first place, so... You're right, because of the GPS. And, you know, GPS then, 2005, it wasn't like Waze or Apple Maps or da-da-da that could tell you, like, traffic is ahead or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they were kind of, yeah. I mean, still, had they kept driving, it just would have been a couple hours. They could have just, they should have just kept driving. No, I blame him. Arriving to set up for the night, we find out that Paige thinks she might be pregnant. Blake doesn't know yet. His parents doesn't approve of their relationship. And this upset me a little bit because it's brought up again, but it goes nowhere. We'll get into that a little bit later. It's brought up again, but it almost vaguely goes nowhere. And honestly, this could have really been a part of the conversation at the diner in an earlier scene. So imagine Carly says the line about his parents aren't going to let you marry him or whatever. And we haven't met Blake yet. So we have no idea why she said that but then when we meet Blake we see that he's African-American so we know why she said that now but when she says it here at this point in the movie it just seems more like a butthole move because it's like sis your friend is telling you that she's nervous about telling her boyfriend that she might be pregnant and you bringing up other shit (laughs) like girl what yeah we wouldn't be friends no more That'll be the point when John A um, started walking fast and ignoring people. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> they chill while some of the guys throw around the old pigskin. We learned that Nick had a football scholarship that got taken away when he chooses to be petty and throw the football into Blake's chest versus just handing it to Wade, who's right in front of him. But then again, this is another thing that goes nowhere. It comes back later when the truck pulls up and he ends up throwing his beer can towards the light and smashing the headlight. But other than that, 
I'm thinking it's going to come back in the third scene. Like, he has to throw something to get something to work and da-da-da-da-da. No, it's literally it. It's just more reasons for him to be the bad boy, I guess. I'm not sure. Because a little bit later in this same scene, he and Carly have a moment to themselves where they're talking about the good twin and the evil twin. You know, he's upset with her because she didn't cover up for him. We find out that he got in trouble for crashing and stealing a car. He's upset with her because she didn't cover for him. But I'm like, I'm going to jail for you. I mean, even on top of that, that this, I'll hold it because I just have a lot to say about that whole little plot line. A foul smell comes through the air, but Blake insists that they continue to party. And the next couple of shots are seen through Dalton's video camera, ending in the girls giving him a makeover. So after this makeover, comes the scene that I mentioned earlier where the truck pulls up, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And this is when Nick throws the bottle. And so many things could have went wrong with this scene. Like you have no idea how many people are in that truck. You don't even know where you at and you just causing smoke like this. (laughs) And then also, I'm sorry, I hate to be that person. Robbie Bobby Arnaz Rashard was not selling me on being hard. He was like, or oh, I'm whipping somebody's ass. I said, boy, boy, first of all, put some bass in your voice. Second, whipping. No, that's not what we're going to do. <laughs> so wait, but like, we, we rhyme though. <laughs> Did you hear the part when it, the smell came up and they were like, Did you crap your pants again? Nah. I don't know. Maybe. Dude, what? (laughs) I know that there had to be the one person of color character, but I'm just like, I hate that. I don't know what I'm, I know what I'm trying to say. I'm just tired of saying it. I just wish that this would have, his character just needed a lot more. I'm going to leave it at that and I'll get to it at the end of my thoughts when I just let it all out. But Dalton in that Elton John outfit took me out. He's like, what? (laughs) But no, I totally forgot about the Escalade pickup truck. This movie unlocked that memory. Girl, get paid in the Escalade with Aaliyah. <laughs> as soon as I seen it, I was like, yeah, this is 2005. <laughs> Escalade the Hummers. Everybody wanted that truck. Everybody, okay? So you know another mistake. Why would you stay at this campground after that happened? They just go to sleep. Like, you don't think you should pack up and go? Of course not. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> because they don't, someone is stirring around the area with Dalton's video camera watching them sleep. Carly, sensing something is off, wakes up and decides to go look. And ma'am, where are your shoes? No, I can understand no pants. I'm not going to harp on that. I get it. Where are your shoes at, though? Like, I just have a thing with feet. And I'll be darned if a stick, anything sharp goes up my foot because I will be no good at that point. It will just absolutely not. (laughs) Whole time, she's still being recorded from another angle. After being jump scared by Wade, they return to the tent and back to bed. The next day, it's 2.30 p.m. The group is way behind schedule as far as this trip goes. Who sleeps in that late camping? And I understand they drank a little bit before, but absolutely not. It's very, no. Y'all got to break down all that stuff. 
And I don't even, first of all, I don't know why when y'all pulled over to take a little sleep, a little nap, a little rest, whatever you want to call it. Why did y'all unpack all that stuff anyway? They were trying to make themselves at home. While the boys are packing up, they discover Wayne's fan belt is broken. Meanwhile, the girls are taking a squat in the woods, talking about Carly's situation when the wind blows and that smell from earlier comes back. And curious Carly decides to pull a Velma and investigate, resulting in her sliding down dang near face first into a ravine of animal carcasses. Struggling to free herself, she's like pushing herself in more because, you know, the more, it's like quicksand. The more you struggle, the quicker you're going to go in. She spots a hand and she starts freaking out even more. So the guys come, they help, they get her out, and they spot a similar chuck to the one they encountered earlier, but they know it can't be the same one because this one has both headlights. The driver, Lester, is basically one of those workers who pick up roadkill. I don't know, like, the correct name for it, but that's what he does. He goes in for the hand, pulling it out, and he's showing him it's fake. You know, he's he's a little cheeky. And he tells them that Bo has fan belts down in Ambrose a few miles up the road. Again, Blake makes a suggestion that they should all just leave Wade's car there, go to the gang, get a fan belt. When they come back, they'll come get the car. But Wade doesn't want to leave his car. That's when Lester says, you know, I'll just take out of Ambrose, get the fan belt. And this is what happened. Carly and Wade goes with Lester. The rest of the gang go on to the game. But we just learned that this whole entire trip is just poorly planned from jump. And that's exactly why you should get your joints curated by John A, period. They didn't have tickets. They're late. And like I said earlier, this 2005, the GPS system was not up to standard. And... That's how you know that they in college for real, real, because you just going off a wing and a prayer. Because, I mean, they even say, like, throughout the entire movie, we don't have tickets. We have to get tickets from scalpers. Scalpers! Child. Pulling up at the club, VIP, gas tank on E, and long drinks on them. For real, for real. None of that. First of all, they're going to be all sweaty and <laughs> Um, okay like just don't have no tickets they're gonna be trying to just rush it girl a hot mess i would be so irritated i would be so annoyed i would never go anywhere else with y'all ever ever again shoot girl i've been in situations like that pissed okay i can imagine i can see you upset too i can see it (laughs) back with carly and wade so lester is driving them right and girl, it's an improv scene of Lester singing, <laughs> you broke a fan belt, you gotta fix it. I can't remember exactly how it go, but it was funny. And I'm so mad that they cut it because that would have made him even more creepier. Because, you know, as the ride is going on, they already thinking he's scary. He has rabbit feet hanging in the window. It's dirty. It stinks. His windows don't roll down. They just, they just freaked out. We get to a part in the road that's kind of like washed out a bit. I, I can't really recall what's wrong with it, but he has to put his wheels into four-wheel drive so he can drive over it. Instead, it's they muddy. just like... It, yeah, it's not like a road for real. It's just like the road stops and then it's just straight mud. Oh, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was wondering, was it like Evil Dead where it was like flooded out or something like that? But thanks for telling me that. So they, you know, they just decided, it was like, okay, well, we're just going to walk because at this point, he done pulled out this knife. It's so much going on. They walk across, you know, first of all, <laughs> I like when Lester walks around the car and they're all scared. He opened the door. He's like, well, get out then. I'm trying to do something nice for somebody. I know that's right. Okay. 
They had you messed up. They walk over the mud and Wade feels like a butthole because he sees that there really is a town. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, uh, I guess you should have believed him or whatever. But another thing about this scene is you can really see the height difference between Wade and Carly. And in real life, and I know you know this, Jared Padalecki is 7'3". I didn't know he was about to say that. I said, you lying. You are He's not tall. But I mean, that's what he said in the little behind the scene thing. So I guess I have to believe him. Meanwhile, Alicia Cuthbert is 5'3". That's a whole Chucky doll. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's not 7'3". He's 6'4". So he was lying. He was like 7'3". But like I said, he could have been, it could have been a joke and I probably just didn't get it. But still, yeah, he's that's a whole Chucky four. doll. That's still a whole doll in between them. So when they would shoot scenes together... Like, if they <laughs> if they had Jared Padalecki's face, like, her, the whole top of her head wouldn't even be in the shot. Like, so they had to put these wooden blocks on the bottom of her shoes for this entire scene that they're, like, walking up to the city so they can, like, kind of have some balance between the height. I was like, girl, your legs is probably looking good at the end of this, okay? So the next few scenes, is a lot of parallel editing going on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what's going on with our first group, and then we'll come back to uh, Carly and Wade in a little second. So the rest of the group is stuck in traffic. Like I said, go get y'all shit figured out by John A. She will have you set. Hello. Everybody is frustrated, and that just elects everybody to want to miss the game, turn around, go back for Wade and Carly. Once again, they don't listen to Blake. Blake is like, let's just go to the game. Had they went to the game? They would have came home, possibly. Paige calls Carly to let her know that they're on their way back. And this turns into Nick and Dalton actually going to get them. Because since they're not going to the game, Blake just wants to have sex with Paige. And, you know, what else is he in this movie for, right? Anyway, while Nick and Dalton are on their way to get them, it's revealed that Dalton is actually the one who stole the car and crashed it. Nick just took the blame because, you know, he's already been in enough things. So what's another? I have to say, I honestly feel like this should have been, it should have been Carly that was the one that crashed and stole the car. Because it would have gave more reason for him to be mad at her. I just feel like you're just upset at her just because she didn't lie for you. It's like, it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. The boys aren't the only ones to notice that something is up with this town. Because remember, they're like, this isn't on the GPS. Wade and Carly are also discovering that Ambrose is virtually a ghost town, not even an attendant in the gas station. They look for help at the local church because, you know, where else are you going to go? But they find a funeral is in progress and they meet Bo, who offers to sell them a fan belt after he dumps the casket into the ground after the funeral. Girl, he was pissed. A fan belt? You walk in on a funeral for a fucking fan belt? Oh, man. Another thing, I wanted to argue when they walk in. I wanted to argue about the pastor. But you know me. I went back. I took a screenshot. He actually is a wax figure because he doesn't move. It's the way that the camera moves that makes you think he moves. And I thought that was so cool because I really thought he was a real person. Yeah, especially you, his eyes. His eyes are like looking over his glasses. Yeah, and when you see him the second time, see what they do is the second time we see him when she comes back and makes, you know, the grand discovery, they shoot him from a different angle. So I think it's more apparent that he's mm -hmm. fake. 
But I think maybe it's just because the time of the day and the lighting and the first initial angle that we see the pastor at, he looks very realistic. Like, I really want to know in real life, did they use an actual actor? Because I know something in the movie theater scene later, all of those were actors. They just had wax masks on their heads. But I wonder, was this the same case or not? Because if it was a wax rig your whole time, that's pretty cool. Also, while I'm on, I want to call out Wade for being a punk. How are you going to get mad at Carly because men like her? Because, <laughs> I mean, he, he even brings up Dalton having a crush on her, too. First of all, let me tell you something. Anytime BJ and I go out, and somebody looks at me way too long, best believe he gonna step for your girl in the most casual way, okay? He ain't even gotta do the most. See, he gonna say something. Brandon, be, Brandon would egg me on to get him to buy me a drink. <laughs> like, I wish, no. He would never blame me. Like, boy, it's, it's yeah, giving insecure. Brandon, yeah, Brandon would never blame me either. Okay. So but also Wade, taking it back though, when they were in the woods, I'm glad that everybody kind of covered her though when she was changing her shirt. Yeah. Now I wonder, I was wondering, like, because obviously, you know, he's checking her out. I wonder why did they even let her go with him? I mean, you know, he probably didn't need somebody, but it probably should have been two guys go instead of letting Carly go. Because this dude was already looking at her. Hey, you know, you know I mean, I know for story's sake, that's why she went. But, you know, I'm just saying, I feel like if I if it was me in that situation, none of the guys that I trust with my life would let me go. They would be like, yeah, no, you are going over here, Miss Lady. And that's that. <laughs> Back to Mr. Wade. He's on strike three with being an a-hole. They go to visit Trudy's House of Wax, which itself is made of wax and is the central feature of the town. And speaking of, someone is downstairs crafting a nice pair of titties, and they're actually supposed to be Jennifer's, but you wouldn't know that unless you knew about that alternate beginning, because I was trying to figure out who it was. I was thinking it was that blonde girl that melts at the end, but nope, it's, it's supposed to be Jennifer. While he's down there making his new oh wax figure. Oh my gosh, sorry, but you're going to be like, John A. what? So when you said that somebody was crafting a pair of titties, it just made me remember. So I was watching this today during like my lunch break and I ended up falling asleep and I swore I saw a pair of titties, but I'm like, no, I didn't. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> you definitely didn't know. They like <laughs> focused on them. I was like, oh, okay. I guess they, you didn't, know, like, when you're watching they didn't give us something. any from anybody else. So yeah like because you know when you're watching something and like you watching it but like you have sleep mm -hmm. so when i woke up i had to rewind it and i was like oh i wasn't tripping <laughs> no you wasn't i thought i was tripping the person downstairs doing his little artwork actually hears the two as they enter the museum despite the sign saying closed first off why are you going there Two, why y'all touch every single thing up in there? Wade even goes further by lighting a fire under one of the figures. Like, dude, come, come on. Then you go in there questioning everything. Aren't there supposed to be famous people in the Wax Museum? Which I mean, yes, yes. Most times, yes. But this is a small town, okay? 
Then, since when is a wax sculpture a celebrity? Bitch, girl, you asking too many questions. Y'all was asking for it, low key. I was happy that little puppy almost bit him because y'all was doing the most. Those dogs were cute. He was. Mm -hmm. Still exploring the museum, they find high chairs from the beginning, and Carly peeps someone outside watching them. Entering from the aforementioned gas station, Wade leaves cash for the fan belt, but Bo comes in, ultimately having them follow him to the house to get the correct size fan belt because, you know, it was like an inch bigger than what he needed. Whole time, Bo is telling the story of Trudy's museum and her demise. Dr. Victor Sinclair was a big doctor in the city until he got his license revoked for doing some surgeries on the side. You know, they ain't supposed to be doing all that. Then they moved to Ambrose where Trudy found her calling in the wax museum. Then they had children, you know, nice little storybook life until Trudy got a cyst in her brain and was on the decline. The, it was so much. The pressure caused Dr. Sinclair to commit suicide and end up orphaning the children. At the house, Bo keeps flirting with Carly and takes Wade inside because he has to use the restroom. And first of all, I'm just like, everybody, the girls, we've seen so many people use the bathroom outside. You tell him you couldn't do the same thing, you could have saved your life here. Because after he goes to the bathroom, he decides to come out and continue to touch everything in the house and i'm just like you have a problem at this point yeah i was getting annoyed with that because i was like why are you messing with people's stuff exactly and okay i don't know if you peeped it's a part where he touches like the older clay mask and you know we see that they belong to somebody later on in the movie girl did you see one of them had a septum piercing no <laughs> yes i I, I got a screenshot of it and it's super clear i'm gonna show it to you i said okay let me find out you had a little moment during your teenage years <laughs> that's why all this rock music is up in here but carly you know she's waiting outside she's growing anxious and she you know gets out and notice that they're in the truck that has the smash headlight. She's putting two and two together. Instantly honks the horn. We got to go. Meanwhile, Wade is inside. He done found his operating room. He playing with stuff still. By the time he gets the signal, or not even a signal, by the time he hears the horn, it's, it's really too late. Bo's masked twin, Vincent, cripples Wade. First of all, oh my God, that Achilles. Yeah, that, that made me cringe. Oh, yes. And then knocks him unconscious. Carly calls Blake on her cell phone to no avail, but leaves a voicemail trying to warn them of, you know, what she just found out. But Bo comes out. He drops his nice guy act and attacks Carly, eventually abducting her after she discovers the entire town is a freaking fluke filled with wax figures. Everybody is wax. Those puppy dogs are automated. Nothing in this town is real. Oh my goodness. No. When I was younger, it looked good even when I watched it now. I mean, I knew right. what I was getting to, but I was just like, dang, that's messed up. No, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like the idea of the town. Like, it's kind of cool to me, low key, on the lowest of keys. I mean, I agree with you. If it's ran by somebody, I don't think it should just be an abandoned town. Now, that's creepy well yes and the fact that it's actual real people that's creepy too low-key yeah. that's why uh this movie makes me remember why i've never been to madame tussauds 
Oh, I didn't even ask you that. Well, yeah, I've never been. Okay, and so do they scare you? I side eye wax museums. I, it's it's weird. Oh my goodness! I I will be honest. When I stood next to the Aaliyah wax figure, it does like kind of feel a bit strange. Some of them, when they look really good, that's when it feels strange. Because the, I'm gonna be very honest, the Will Smith one, in my opinion, was not top tier. Okay, um, so that's what I got confused. I knew a, a Smith had a wax face. <laughs> yeah, I had to switch it up which on you. What? Didn't know. Right, I had to switch it up on you a little bit. You know how I do. <laughs> like Selena's, I like. I think Selena's is cute. Hers is cute. Yeah, no, no. It's a, it's a lot of cute ones. Like, and you know, some now, people had to get theirs redone. Now, so I was on Facebook, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, and there was an article that came out last year about this couple who decided to be in a polyamorous relationship with the sex doll that oh they bought for $7,000. Oh and it's like an A, it's actual like an AI doll, like mm-hmm. it has the sweetest action or whatever. Girl, in a couple of those pictures, that doll looked like a real person. And I was like, the wife gonna be dead. Cause See, that's no like- way. Exactly, because you know those things learn and they get smarter day by day. And no, Miss Carly, Miss <laughs> <laughs> Carly ends up getting restrained in the gas station cellar and her lips glued shut. You know, they glued her lips shut for real, like in real life. No, they didn't. Yeah, she wanted them to. So she had them. I don't know what type of glue, but I'm like, honey, I know it wasn't no E6000 because it, it wasn't no. that. You ain't want them problems. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vincent is covering Wade's body in molten wax. And oh, I just don't understand how he survived that far. If your body is sitting like that and not moving for a long time, you're not getting oxygen to certain parts of your body. So by the time that they found him sitting at the piano, he probably should have been dead. He shouldn't have been alive. Now getting covered with wax, I don't really know. But, cause you know, I do like the whole, the when I was getting pedicures, I would do the wax, the mm-hmm. paraffin wax. Yeah, but and it's not it molten really hot good. though. Yeah, that was a little too much. Yeah, yeah, like logically, he shouldn't still be alive. But that I do honestly wish they would have explored that a little more because it is creepy to think about dying in a wax mold. That's honestly terrifying. But also, first of all, while they were showing us him getting doused in the wax, it was Victor in the cut at his desk chilling for me. <laughs> I don't know if any like when you guys watch this scene watch Victor in the left corner he just goes about his business in the corner organizes a few things on his desk has a seat I'm just like oh, okay <laughs> I forgot to mention like one of my like this part made me chuckle a little bit so before this they um I think it was Dalton and the brother what's his name again Nick <laughs> Nick because I wanted to say chat so Dalton right. and Nick they um, were in the car. You know, Dalton was trying to get, you know, permission to date the sister. Right. So they're, okay, okay. So they're like, so they're like, I like Wade. And then it cuts to Wade being dragged across the floor. That made me chuckle a little bit because that was perfect timing. I was like, dang. And you then know, I was um, also mad at the fact that Dalton was the only one that cared when they actually got to the, the little town and split up to look for Carly. The mm-hmm. only one that cared. Speaking of Carly, when she goes into the church 
and she breaks the woman's arm. I thought of Bride of Chucky when Jade broke his neck when they went to the coffin. He was like, bitch, you broke my neck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Chucky, y'all already know all of the one night, all of those one-liners be sending me. So like you just said, Dalton goes the other way to look for his friends. Meanwhile, Nick, you know, he was talking about some food and and all this stuff. But anyway, he runs into Bo, who claims no one has been here. Nick questions. You already know how Nick coming. He's not going to take no for a simple answer. Eventually, Carly tries to alert Nick from the sailor by sticking her finger up through the grate and Bo sees it. And he takes some wire cutters and he cuts it off. Yeah, that, that, I remember that one. She ends up, first of all, I just want to know when her finger got clipped, how did she not instantly rip her lips open screaming? Because, honey, it would have been a wrap. Like, I'm still mad at the fact that she said that they actually glued her lips together. And she did. She, I, It was a lot of method acting going on in this movie. Another one I'll talk about later, but I'm learning that it was a lot of method acting going on here. So when Carly finally gets her lips open and screams, Nick goes to help her. But remember, Bo was about to shank Nick low-key because he already had his knife out. They get into a fight. Nick is able to get into the gas station and fend off Bo and get to Carly and free her while Dalton, oh my gosh, Poor Dalton finds Wade and ooh, Wade is sitting like, I don't know if he's sitting at a piano or a table. It's one of those. I think he's sitting at a piano because he was playing with the piano earlier. So I think it was supposed to be like foreshadowing or whatever. Lord, please don't let this happen to me. If I was ever stuck inside of a wax mold, would you dig at my face? No, that scene pissed me off. Like, why the fuck are you? You see that you dug at his face. Like, look, you see the first time that you dug at the face that it peeled back and it was actually flush. Right. Why would you keep going like anything was going to change? Oh, and you just see uh, Wade crying. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I, my poor baby. My poor baby. And then this is when Benton comes and ambushes Dalton and slashes the rest of Wade's face. Oh my God. And I think he instantly dies from like the shock. Dalton gets chased. And this is when you can kind of really see the setup mm-hmm. of the house because that little tunnel there are faces coming out of this tunnel where all of those candles are. And Dalton falls down the little hallway and ends up getting decapitated. I said, oof. Whew. The head blinking really yeah. got to me. I said, oh, Jesus, they are being brutal here. And it's not, the thing is, it's not super, super gory. But I think you're just not expecting all of this mm-hmm. to happen, honestly. I'm telling y'all, this this is a little underrated slasher because these kids are getting bodied. It could have been more, right. but they get embodied up in this thing. Carly and Nick realize that the wax figures are all, you know, actually the coded corpses of visitors being lured into the town. Bo basically had been manipulating Vincent into murdering these people and turning them into more realistic wax figures. And, you know, Remembering they're even still here in the movie, Paige gets her obligatory strip scene. And no, it's not even like when Blake and Nick take off their shirt and we get to see their chesticles. No, we literally get to watch Paige strip. And this is when she decides she wants to. It was to- a little cringy, a little bit. I was like, not Paris. Yeah. I, you I, could have done a little bit better than that. 
Yeah. It, it was it needed a little bit more pepper. It's it's okay. She about to tell him that she pregnant. I'm like, ma'am, y'all been together for how long? And this is when you decide you want to do it? Okay. He gets distracted because someone pauses the music outside and you know he can't he can't just wait and let her say what she has to say. No, the music has to be on, but he goes over there, fixes that situation, finds a voice message left from Carly, and he gets killed off screen. That pissed me off. I'm like, why does he get killed off screen? I mean, we get a little cool little scene when Paris is starting her chase scene and Vincent comes out and we see that the knife is stuck in Blake's neck and Vincent just comes up and just steps on it and squishes it in there some more. I'm just like, Ooh. I still would have wanted to see him like actually get killed though because i want to know how did she not hear that i'm actually so one i mad it took them so long to check the phone messages like come on now and then two i would have made sure that my man made it back into the tent i would not have closed turned off that light uh-uh i don't care if i'm mad we out in the middle of fucking nowhere we you already right. had a run-in with some weird people our friends are missing and can't be found and i'm not cutting off that light until you get your ass back in this tent I am kind of like surprised. Now, I know that it was a scene that when they first called, she did try to go answer the phone, but he pulled her back in the tent. But you are right. Like somebody like Paige's character, I would expect, even though it's 2005. What grade were we in? We were in eighth grade. I'm pretty sure my little phone was attached to my hand and we were playing Snake or something. I was doing something <laughs> with that phone. <laughs> Once again, this is where more method acting, like I mentioned earlier, comes in. During Paige's chase scene, Paris Hilton, first of all, this girl was running upstairs. And you know stairs is a bitch. She was running upstairs so she can actually be winded through the chase scene. But then she was also kind of embarrassed of her screen. So the first few times to warm herself up, she made everybody on set like scream with her. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of cute. But I mean, like, whatever you got to do to get the job done, sis, that's what you got to do. But I also, I want to give her kudos because low-key, she could have survived if she had not left her metal pipe when she first hit him with it and she just kept it with her. I know she was sliced in the foot by the little metal grate when she was running through the sugar meal. I don't know how far she actually would have gotten with that, though. You know, at some point, I feel like that might have been a problem later. But she would have got a lot farther if she would have kept that metal pole. Yeah. But what ends up happening is Vincent gets it, and he throws it through the car window. It impales her through the head. And it almost reminds me of one of Jason's deaths in the Friday the 13th franchise. I feel like I brought it up. I think it's part... I think it's a new beginning. It's that one where you know he's, yeah. If you know, you know. Entertain me for a second. You know how they talk about Nick had a football scholarship and he had a really nice arm. I almost thought that they were trying to parallel because Vincent, Vincent threw that with precision, honey. No, it was a lot of twin parallels in this movie. So it's like when they talk about the good twin, the evil twin, about Carly right. and Nick, definitely mm -hmm. talking about Vincent and Bo. Right. Um, and there's a couple and see, more but that's why I said, that's why I was saying, well, why didn't they make Carly the one to crash the car? Because that would have literally made it like Bo and Vincent, because everybody thinks Vincent is y'all. Y'all knew we here in the ride. Y'all knew we was going to spoil this. I'm not going to hold this any longer. We knew that Bo was the crazy mm -hmm. twin. 
and Vincent was the sweeter one, but because Vincent looks like the monster, they just made him out to be the monster. So that's why it upset me, but I'm right with you. I totally agree. It's evident that it's so many parallels, but they could have just literally done a lot more with it and had it better. But Nick arms himself with a crossbow when Bo chases the couple into the theater and the theater is playing the movie Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. And it's pretty, pretty, it's a creepy scene when you know the movie and know what's going on. So this is where I mentioned earlier that Carly decides to hide among the crowd of wax figures in the theater and Bo is going through inspecting the theater and oh my God, this scene is so tense because he ends up putting his gun up to the back of one of the mannequins head and you think it's her because it has like the same hair color, but it's not. Oh my God, thank the Lord. But then he ends up shooting one because he sees her. But what happens is I think Nick shoots him with a crossbow. So that kind of like throws off his aim a little bit, but it pisses me off that they shoot him with a crossbow twice. He falls out on the ground and they don't kill him. I would have knocked his head off with the butt of that shotgun. I would have did something. But anyway, our main twins go to look for Wade and Dalton and they figure that they have to go back to the house where the truck is. Again, entering where they don't belong, they go inside the house and Carly discovers some expositional photos and clippings that give, you know, earlier she found, and I didn't mention this, earlier when they walked into the House of Wax, they found a picture. And this gives them more context, confirming that Bo and Vincent are the twins that he mentioned earlier in his story talking about Trudy's demise. Speaking of, Bo and Vincent return home, the latter with Paige and Blake's bodies inside of his truck, and the brothers aid to their battle wounds. In this part, Vincent definitely qualifies for a sweet boy. What do you think? He was trying to help his brother. His brother was being so mean to him. I agree. He was not being nice, and that made me upset. He was just trying to, he saw that he was hurt, and he wanted to help out, but he told him to get away because he was a freak. I should punch him in the face. Also, how long do you think that waffle was in that toaster? I don't know, but I do wonder how long that theater usher was there because when they shot through him, do you see them cockroaches crawling oh, his head? Oh my gosh. And even like, because when they get shot through, you see like the flesh on the inside and some of it look a little fresh. Like I like, I don't know. It just, ooh, it's I all think that up. some of them are like perfectly mummified mm-hmm. underneath the wax. Like it's gotta be. That's a thought. Because, I mean, even, okay, so we're at, the, we're at the third act. Basically, what happens here is the brothers chase them back into the museum. Nick at, oh, my goodness, oh, when they find um, Dalton in the basement. Because remember, guys, Dalton got decapitated. But somehow, Vincent is able to put Dalton up in the contraption that Wade was in and put the wax on him. Yeah, the candle, the way it happens, it's like the candle wax mm-hmm. melted so that it put the head back together. Yeah, and oh, Nick goes to help him, and he ends up snapping his head. But I felt bad for him because he doesn't realize when he did that that his head was already not attached to the body. So right. he probably so he thought he that he that. snapped his head, but he really didn't. Right. It was already all. Oh, it's so sad. The wax was holding him together. When okay, you know, so after they break Dalton's neck on, on accident, when they find way before the fire starts, yeah. Do you know what happens there? Um, when they I find Wade, I know that she tries to go get him, but then she doesn't. Like, he doesn't let her. Nick doesn't let her go get him. And then they try to escape, 
But I think this is when Bo, no, yeah, Bo popped up again. Yeah, Bo pops up, and this is where Nick gets stabbed in the leg, and Carly starts beating Bo to death with the baseball bat. This whole scene is intense, but it's basically the big, everything's catching on fire. Remember, the whole place is made of wax, so everything is melting. And upon seeing his brother laid out on the floor, this is when Vincent, you know, Vincent don't play about his brother. As mean as his brother is to him, he don't play about his brother. Chases Carly as she runs up the stairs, after Sydney Marie Prescott told y'all not to run up these stairs, y'all still doing it. <laughs> you laughing because I gave her to Marie? That's a real yeah. name. Because, look, I'm going to tell y'all right now, and no shade, if your name, if your middle name is Marie, Renee, or Nicole, I'm sorry about it. It just was no real thought put behind those names so sorry they just i know they're just easy to go with a lot of names like john a. marie that could be her name ashley marie that could be my name john a. nicole john a. renee that could be her name ashley renee ashley nicole see and that was all you know it's kind of funny my sister stopped that real quick when my mom wanted to name me nicole she stopped that real quick thank you stephanie so my name is actually a cross between john and renee and then <laughs> when i do you say my middle name. So my middle name is Burry. And when mm-hmm. I say it, sometimes people think that I'm saying Murray. And I'm like, no, it's Burry. V-E-R-E. <laughs> like, why else would it be two E's? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, when I, um, when I just want to give people random nicknames, I mean, not random nicknames, random middle names is one of those three. So it's either Marie, like, okay, for my final girls, it's Sydney Marie Prescott. Nancy Nicole Thompson and Lori Renee Strode. <laughs> See how they just flow? I just threw those, and you can change them up if you want to. But Marie Nicole and what's the other one? Renee. Carly ends up in this big old wax bedroom, and we get some symbolism when Vincent comes through splitting the babies. It's really, you know, him and Bo when they were younger and they were conjoined. Carly starts trying to reason with Vincent, and it was really giving me Friday the 13th, the second part vibes when Alice is trying to make Jason believe that he's or that she's his mom. You know, it was kind of like that. Carly's trying to convince Vincent that Bo is manipulating him, which really is what was happening. Bo is really the monster here. He's the evil twin whole time, as we've been pointing out this entire time. Because remember, Carly sees the chair with Bo's name on it. When she gets locked in the cellar, she sees the scars on his wrist. Like, you know, she's been putting two and two together from Chump. But anyway... Nick comes in, he gets into a scrap with Vincent, and all of what ends up happening is the floor starts to just cave in, because remember, this whole building is burning. Before they kill Vincent, though, the part where they demask him, and Nick is like, oh, shit. (laughs) I'm gonna be honest with you, his face doesn't look bad. I saw how they did it. They put a green, not green screen, but basically that's what it is, on half of his face. And then they, when they went to do what they do in the computer, you know, all that stuff, they just smushed his face in and that was it. But it looked, yeah. to me, it looked good. Some people say it looks bad, but I just think y'all just want something to say. It looks fine to me. So the, um, him saying, oh shit, threw me off. I forgot that he said that. <laughs> I mean, it, it then, is a little comedy, but I laughed. <laughs> and then, so it, it still blows me that the house is legit wax. Like, I got a question. Does it not get hot in that town? 
And okay, because when they were climbing out the wall, I was wondering why was no one like, okay, first of all, Carly missing a finger. So, you know, she's already a little sensitive, but it wasn't hot. Nobody has burn marks on them. Like, melting wax is hot. But yeah, it don't get hot in the town. So how did that house that's made of wax stay that perfect for that long then how the heck did you make it like what was the cooling process how did you have to do this in section like it just and then they're in louisiana right so you know exactly i have too many questions because if it gets so hot that you can't bake cookies on your car (laughs) how Well, somehow they end up escaping through like the front sign that says House of Wax as it melts to the ground and they end up escaping. The next morning, the police arrive to report that the Ambrose, the town, had been abandoned for 10 years since the sugar mill that Paige got bodied in shut down. Nick calls for Dalton's camera, but you know, they're not trying to give it to him because it's evidence, but somehow that does not stop him from stealing it. I want to know how did he get this camera? And then... Then says there might be some good memories on here. What good memories, sir? He don't gonna, know that his friend's murders are recorded. Right. You're going to see somebody watching y'all while y'all sleep. You're going to see Paige getting a pole pulled through her head. And some, like, boy, yeah, good times. You're right. You are absolutely right. As they're being taken to the hospital, the police learned that the Sinclairs actually had a third son and it's revealed to be Lester who's sitting on his truck with that dog that we saw earlier from the museum. And from inside the ambulance, Carly sees him as they are just getting driven out of town and that's it. But I can say things are better if I stay so long and tonight so long and Okay, sorry. Oh, come on. I was not ready. I know that's right. That is my song. Okay, so I have to go back a little bit. Cutting through the door and those babies was poetic Mm -hmm. to me. And then, of course, how they landed on each other at the end was poetic to me, too. Oh, yes. I didn't even mention that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm not going to stun on you, too, because some people be like, of course, of course. I, I, I'm a sucker for stuff like that. So I liked it. Right it's like, you know, wrapping it up nicely with the bow. Mm-hmm. I am right with you on that one. Hold on, let me... But uh, I really um lo- I liked it. It was more like nostalgic comfort while watching right. the movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, it gave me warm fuzzies. It's a classic for me. I liked it. Still, I'm gonna still stand on the fact that I do feel like they was asking to get bodied from jump, mostly Wade, because Wade, you was just doing too much touching everything. And I do like that. On average, we probably would have thought Wade and Carly would have made it to the end. You know, boyfriend and girlfriend. So when Wade is the first one out of the friends to get killed, you are kind of like. <gasps> Yeah, you know. (laughs) Also, uh, some twin gotta survive, but they doing the whole twin storyline. True. I guess we don't necessarily know that there's another set of twins involved just yet. I think we do. I can't really remember. I don't know. Like, I didn't just talk about this whole entire movie. (laughs) I did like the Pet Cemetery reference that Paige drops, like, midway throughout the movie. I um, I think the last thing I just want to say before I ask you how you completely feel about it is this movie has a lot of moments 
cut with other things that we can do without because it upsets me. Like, I feel like Paige and Blake, even Dalton, for real, for real, they could have had a lot more as characters, you know? Like, we never find out. The whole pregnancy thing obviously goes nowhere, you know? Yeah. Their whole relationship, like, why? We know why the parents don't approve. But I, okay, hear me out. I think this movie, since people harp on it for not being exactly a House of Wax remake, remake, or, you know, it takes more from Tourist Trap. Have you had a chance to see Freaky yet? No, it's still on my list. (laughs) I'm not saying too much when I say this. Freaky does a good job of being a love letter to horror. You can tell the person that Christopher Landon, who directed it, you can tell he is a fan. It's just so many references and other things that if you know, you know. But if you don't, it's still a good time. I think with this movie, since it is a mix of two different movies, they probably should have went ahead and just made it that type of love letter to horror. Because imagine if they kind of did like a I know what you did last summer type thing with all of the teens where previously, let's say... Blake, Carly, Dalton, and Nick end up stealing a car and crashing it, but Nick just takes the blame for everybody, right? So that way, Nick does have a reason to be angry with everybody even more, even though Blake bailed him out, and that is some cool stuff to do as a friend. But um, it gives you that. Then, I don't know, maybe they could have crashed into the brother, Lester, Lester could have got killed and the two brothers have a reason to come after the twins now. I don't know. I just feel like they could have did a lot more, but it's still not bad though. Yeah, I didn't, um, didn't really like the ending because it was like, oh yeah, it turns out they had a third brother. So it was like, okay, so what's the third brother supposed to like bring them out to the slaughter? Was that the whole purpose of it? I'm guessing. Yeah, it's just like you said. So Lester basically lures them to Bo, and then Bo brings them to Vincent. And, you know, I know a lot of people are saying, like, not you, but a lot of people say, well, that makes no, where did this third brother come from? In the beginning, we don't see a third brother. Y'all act like people don't have younger siblings. (laughs) Y'all know the younger siblings just come out of nowhere. And I'm pretty sure Lester probably is the younger sibling, probably. Yeah, I think he's a younger sibling because it was a focus on the fact that they were Siamese twins. It was twins. And especially if they're older, of course, you're only going to focus on the time period when it's just the twins. Exactly. So I'm like, y'all just got to let that go. But this movie dropped on May 6, 2005. It's about to celebrate an anniversary coming up soon. I felt like this movie was a bit long because, baby, you feel it after a while. But anyway, it had a budget. It was long to me. This movie is an hour in 52 minutes, I think. Okay, so the, that's including the credits. True, and the credits are long. You're right, you're right, you're right. Because I definitely sat here and jammed out to- I did too. My camera <laughs> man. So, because normally I'd be quick to um, cut out of it. And then I got mad at Tubi because I was I watched it on Tubi and they tried to take me out to something else. And I'm like, no, you're going to let this ride. And it was doing, it was, I think it was about to turn on the rage, Carrie, too. And I was like, okay, as much as I love that movie, please just let this play. Thank you. Thanks for being a doll. I'm pretty sure that my neighbors were like, what is she doing over there? Because I was jamming along to the TV. I'm loud as hell. And 
I'm a black person that's listening to my chemical romance. Because <laughs> then I was like, nah, because after I watched it, I got dressed and I had to go work out. So I'm in the car and I'm pulling out the parking spot with my windows down because it's hot. I haven't driven all day. Right. And then as soon as I plug up my phone, the song starts blaring through the speakers and everybody was like, had a mini heart attack. <laughs> Everybody was looking at me like, girl, what? Because then I put up beside a brother and he looked at me like, girl. <laughs> what is happening? What was going on with her? The budget for this movie was $40 million. It came with a box office of $70.1 million. This has a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 41 on Metacritic. Johnny, what do you rate House of Wax? 85 and 85 i was i was so curious as to <laughs> what you were gonna rank it because i was just like dang i really hope this don't get ruined for her girl no i, I like think, i really like this too y'all know me i'm gonna talk my shit like i always do but i really really like this and I gave, I was looking at my other scores for the month, and I know I gave Evil Dead a 79. I'm going to give this one an 81. I do wish the storylines, I just wish that they just would have done a lot more with it. A lot more thought could have went into this movie. Yeah. But skip all that. It's still good. I feel like y'all should watch it. If you have not seen okay. it and still decided to listen to us ruin it and spoil it, go and have some fun. Screaming. It's free. To my chemical romance. <laughs> well, with that, are uh, you ready to hit the souvenir shop? Yeah. <laughs> it seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop. One more thing before I tell you about my little souvenir shop find. Girl, you know, they almost got hit with a lawsuit because uh, the fire at the end went wrong. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, okay. talk about coming in hot. But speaking of coming in hot, House of Wax is getting a collector's edition Blu-ray dropped on July 13th from Screen Factory. I saw the album art, y'all. It is fire. I'm going to post it. I hear that the original poster, which is, you know, our cover art, will be on the inside or on the reverse side, something like that. And then it'll have special features which haven't been you know, disclosed to the public yet. They're supposed to announce it at a later date. But if you follow Screen Factory on IG or wherever else you want to follow them, you can, you know, be all up on that. I did hear that there's a new interview with Paris Hilton up in there, though. So if you're interested, you can definitely get that. You know what I think would have been a cool little souvenir item? They should have had, like, just a wax carving kit that you could just, like, carve your own little creation. Something miniature, something small. That's actually kind of cute. Yeah, you know, just something like, I don't know, that you could just do on your own. <laughs> That's cute. I feel like they should have made this to like a haunted attraction or something. I can see that too. You know what? As far as the cover art for this movie, is that Paris Hilton? Because I hear that it's her and I could see how we could look like her, but I really want to know. Um, Hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, her covered in wax. And she does not get waxed in this movie at all. <laughs> Talk about an upset. Well, shoot. How was I going to fix her that whole array? 
I oh my goodness you're that. right and i was thinking of that because even through other parts of the movie when like wade's character getting the achilles cut but we did see that he stitches it up oh my god we didn't even talk about when he gets waxed when he puts the wax all over his face and just pulls it off oh poor thing yeah oh gosh <sighs> i mean his face looked perfect at this Oh, you know what? Speaking of, I just want to know, because when I was doing my research, it takes about four to six months to do a wax figure. Vincent got some magic hands because he was busting these hoes out. Well, okay, so you got to think about it, though. Madame Tussauds has to sculpt a body out of wax. From a ball. Yeah, from a clay ball. Yeah, Vincent already got the body. He just put wax on top of it and then just fixed their face. You're right. You're right. I guess I was thinking because he waxed. Wade's, well, he whacks Jared Padalecki's character, and then, you know, next time we see him, he has hair. So I was just curious how he pulled that one off, but I Oh, because, okay, so he, okay, so he waxed them, right? Mm -hmm. But then after he waxed them, you know, he sat him in the chair and put the wax all on him. Right. And then he decided to do his face. So he might have So you think he reattached the hair? He could have, especially because, okay, so... He it looked like he pulled it off in a perfect sheet. Yeah, he did. So yeah, he could <laughs> he could have put his he could have put the hair right back on his face. Oh wow, poor oh jeez, poor Wade. He definitely got the worst of it. Yeah. <sighs> okay, child, you ready for these park announcements? Let's go. Let's do it. It's gonna be May, y'all. Lost and found footage is underway starting next month. It's gonna be May. I wanted to post that so bad. I'm hoping that I can find a picture that fits so I can post that. But yes, <laughs> go check out our park high. <laughs> Ooh, ciao. Go check out our park themes highlight on IG, D180 Podcast. You can see everything that we'll be doing for the entire season one all the way up till October. If you have any ideas for movies that you want to see that fall into any of those themes, you can submit there or you can email destination180podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review, especially if you on Apple and you listening. We want to set a goal. We want to get 15 five-star reviews. Right now, we have one. I think I said white now, but whatever. Right now, we only have one. So we need 14 more. So please get on there. Go tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your friends, tell your auntie. Go tell your friend that's scared of horror movies. Come leave us a five-star review. Come link up in the park with us, sis. You know we a good time. And we're going to see y'all next week because next week we'll be talking about 1999's The Blair Witch Project. And I just, I'm just excited. Y'all know I love film footage. I'm excited too. Well, goddamn. I know. <laughs> can't end it just i don't know guys i'm losing my mind here we'll see y'all next week we'll see y'all